This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 176. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I am good. How are you? Today, I am doing never better. <laughs> Well, that's unusual. Sorry to shock you there. <laughs> so this is a show about colored pencil where we discuss anything and everything around and surrounding this medium that we love so much. So Lisa, what are we talking about today? So today's actually kind of a, a little bit of a different podcast because you and I, or John and I, were talking about these new Windsor & Newton colored pencils. And neither one of us have tried them, but as we were talking about them, we're thinking, why don't we just, this would be a good podcast to to chat with you guys about, or, you know, the listeners, everybody can hear some of our thoughts about these before we ever try them. Yeah, this is some of the sort of discovery phase that Lisa and I go through in just discussing certain products and then, you know, talking about, should we get these? Should we not? I I don't know. And I think it will make for an interesting show. I've had a number of people email me. I'm sure you get this as well, Lisa, and ask me, how do I decide on what pencils I'm going to purchase? And so I think it'll be interesting just kind of go through uh, some of the criteria that we look for. Now, to start with, I want to want to say I hope that my opinion on these changes in time. I'm really hoping that this is like a phase one with Windsor and Newton and that they're going to hopefully really, you know, make changes to some of these complaints because right now. Okay, so a couple of things with these. These right now are only available at Michael's, although I did see some listings on Amazon, which I don't think they're supposed to be there. But they're supposed to currently be a Michael's exclusive. I don't know if that's going to be long term or not. But right now, that's what they're listed at on Michael's websites. They have them available in a 12 set for about $20, a 24 set for about 40, and a 40 set, 48 set for about 60. I'm assuming you can use their 40% coupon on these. They recently changed what can you can use coupons on. There's some different limitations, but if you can use a 40% coupon, the prices are decent. Here's the problem. Not open stock. That for me is a deal breaker on any pencil. I mean, I've reviewed a few you, you, we've talked about this before, like the Marco Refine, which I'm probably saying wrong, colored pencils and some of those, but they're very inexpensive, uh, Amazon pencils or pencils that you typically get there. My problem with these, this is a major brand sold in an art supply store and you can't get them open stock. So what happens if you find a color you love? You have, especially it's even worse if it's only available in the 48 cent. You have to buy the whole set again in order to replace that color. That's a huge, huge deal for me um, that I personally won't buy yeah. a set that I know I can't get open stock. 
Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to go and just rebuy the entire set just because you need a couple of pencils. I mean, that just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, the, the only real alternative there is if you get a set, you run out of a color and you replace it with another type of pencil, you know, whether it be Prismacolor or mm-hmm. Polychromos or, or something else there. And I can see replacing these with Prismacolor if the reviews that I've read are accurate with them being very similar to that because the cost is decent. But then in that case, why wouldn't you just get Prismacolor? I, I, I'm not, I don't see the benefit right now of the non-open stock at these prices. Right, right. Yeah. And the other thing, and I think we need to talk about this, is the light fastness. Okay, so yeah, let's talk for a minute then about the light fast uh, issues with the pencils. Or we don't, see, here's the problem. We don't know if uh, there's any kind of light fast testing being done on them at all. And that presents a big problem uh, for me that, you know, I've got a complete set here of the Brunzil pencils and I, I just don't use those Brunzil pencils because I don't know what the light fast ratings are on those. And I can't ever find them. And same thing is true with this particular set, this Windsor and Newton studio collection color pencil set. I I'm not going to be able to do much with them because I can't tell what's going on with it. And it's got this in the details. It has this bullet point conforms to ASTM D four, two, three, six tells you nothing. All that really means. If I understand it correctly, is that um, it is conforming to the American society for testing and materials. And so Perhaps they've tested certain things. Maybe they've tested some things about whether they are toxic or something like that. It doesn't really tell me anything regarding the light fastness of the pencils, though. That could mean a lot of things. and We don't know. It doesn't really mean anything if it could mean so many things. Yeah, I mean, saying that it's been tested doesn't tell me, okay, but did it test good? Is it a number two? Well, it is it a number it even, four? What is well, beyond that? that, it doesn't even tell us that they've tested it for light fastness. The the two the four two three six doesn't even mean that, and so that, that's what I'm concerned about. It's like they could have tested it to see if um, you know they're vegan or something like that. Yeah, you know, the, I, I'm being silly, but I mean, I've seen that on pencils, haven't you? Yeah, and um, on the the so I don't eat my pencils. So I don't on, care if they're. You know, One of the listings, so here's the weird thing: the listings are different. There's several listings for the same item on Michaels, which is really odd, and I'm not sure why they've done this. But one of them said that it was extremely light fast, and that was it. That's all they said. They didn't tell me. Okay, wow, you can't. So like, weird. I mean, we can go so back I didn't to Derwin. See that one. Yeah, one of the listings. Which one was it? I've got a so few weird. of them pulled up because I don't yeah. know why they've got several. And uh, this is another problem. I mean, Lisa and I, you know, we're in different states, and so we're looking at this. I'm pulling different information than what Lisa is, um, just because I guess the region I'm in. I, I don't know, but this, yeah, you know, this happens tin, a lot. Whenever if you you're zoom in on the back of the tin of the 48 count, the okay. it listed as soft. Thick core colored pencils, premium artist quality, highly pigmented, brilliant colors. The next bullet point, rich lay down and color saturation. Next bullet point, excellent bullet point. I can't talk. Excellent light fast. Okay, but what are they? There's no results. So this actually gets even more interesting. So there's a a YouTuber who does pencil reviews named Mm -hmm. Claudia Sketches, which if you've not looked her up, you guys definitely should check her out. She's got some great reviews, 
great artist. Definitely yeah, and look take at a look stuff. at this particular video. Yeah, uh, that and she she's did got well. this. Uh, this review is so well done. So mm-hmm. yeah, did several tests with them, but she actually said in her video that she contacted Windsor and Newton and asked about those ratings, and they basically said, and I'm not quoting here. You'll you can go watch her video, but they basically were like, oh yeah, they're really they they um tested they scored really high on the light fast ratings. So she contacted them again. Okay, but can you give me the numbers? What what are the ratings? And they mm-hmm. said they would pass her message on to the appropriate team and no one ever got back to her. Yeah, that's kind of typical, though, unfortunately. A lot of these plums and purples and magentas and peaks, they are stunning when I look in the box. But we know, you know, from past experience with colored pencils, those are colors mm-hmm. that are very, very hard to get light fast. And most they're not available in any other set that is completely light fast. So that's telling me that even if some of these are light fast, and, and I'm sure some are. Not all of there's no way that all of these are going to be at least not my standard of what I consider light fast. And when, it, when one of the problems that you'll have, some companies will say, Yeah, this is light fast, but we can go back to I mean, I, I spoke to Derwent once with their pro color colored pencils, and they were claiming on their website that a three on the blue wool scale was considered light fast. Right. That's not light fast by any no. artist's standards. No, I mean, not. that's not even close to light fast. So sometimes these companies will consider things light fast that as artists, we don't. And that's why it's really important for them. If they're selling something as being professional, they need to let us know what those numbers are so we can decide what we're comfortable with. Um, I think for me, anything on blue will less than a five, six, I won't use. John, I think you're a five is your cutoff point. Uh, five usually. And if I go back to, you know, if I look at what... Uh, the expectation is with a five six, uh, then that's what you know. That's what I'm looking at mm-hmm. is how many years uh, will that be something that you could consider not ever going to fade. That's not something though that I'm going to be uh, putting out there without any kind of protection on it, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have it be, have it sprayed, and I'm gonna have it protected behind UV resistant glass as well. But but yeah, still even with that, I mean. I would, I don't, I, I would not buy anything that I don't have at least some kind of indication from the company itself on what they say they tested and what assignment, what designation they've given, uh, for that particular pencil on any kind of, of scale, if, whether it's blue wool or the ASTM. I mean, they've, they've got to have something on there for me to even use it. And this really surprised me with Windsor and Newton. I think this is part of why I'm so critical of them yeah. versus like, I mean, some of the, I've bought well, some of the lower end Chinese um, pencils. Yeah. But I mean, they are labeling these, I mean, to be fair. But I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not as harsh with other companies um, when I'm testing and they typically are, are less expensive. Now, again, if you can use a 40% coupon, that does drop the price quite a bit, but still, I just can't. On, I, I'm really surprised with Windsor & Newton on this one, because if you remember, I used their, the Windsor & Newton pigment markers. Those all have light fast ratings on them. I don't understand. I mean, they typically test their products. Why aren't they releasing that information? So I'm really, now this is my dream. I could be totally off on this because I've not talked to them, but my dream with these pencils is that this was just a quick first release. You know, Michael's exclusive, but that they will in the future release that information that they will in the future be open stock. I mean, all their other products are open. Well, maybe not all of them, but I know like the pigment markers those are open stock i'm really hoping that we see more because this is brand new maybe this is a first release because if we look back at like the derwent light fast pencils 
right now, we don't have very many colors available. Of course, we do have our light fast ratings on those, but we don't have a whole lot of colors available just yet. So, you know, we've got more coming. So maybe with these, they haven't completely like finished cooking the the concept. Yeah, and that could very well be, and I, I'm hopeful as well. I mean, the fact that they've listed this as a studio collection, uh, and then you look at the assortment of colors, and uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of hope here. I mean, they didn't call it a student collection. They didn't call it scholar or anything like that. So hopefully this is something that maybe they're going to be, you know, dipping their toe into and getting a better product, refining it over time. And it is, I mean, you mentioned Lightfast, right, Derwent, and it it does kind of remind me of that kind of thing where they've got a lot of the same types of colors in such a small set. Like we've got red, we've got lipstick red, we've got poppy, we've got carmine. Like you could have just given me one or two reds. <laughs> I do like the uh, names. The of same these. with yellow, and the same with uh, some of the yeah. some of the uh, purple. The reds I mean, all look like, very very similar. Yeah, they're very very similar, and the yellows too. It's like you know d- that you know that's not fooling anybody now, and that does make me wonder though if perhaps maybe they are light fast because you know they didn't want to vary too much in those pigments i i, I don't know and i can't say yeah. that either and i can't all i speak know out of is that some of, of these mouth. colors i would be shocked thrilled absolutely oh, yeah. thrilled but shocked if i yeah. find out some of these like their magenta uh, or their plum color was a big one plum um they've got yeah. a couple of different pinks some- yeah some of these look very uh fugitive just by the way that they look. I mean, we know that those are tr- hard. Some of these blues that are so vibrant, there's, what right. is this, violet? That was a good one, like a really bright one. So the colors look beautiful. But again, we know that those aren't usually light fast. And being that they're being a little bit shady on releasing that mm-hmm. information, that's, yeah, I'm really hoping this is just kind of a half-cooked idea right now and that they'll continue on. Because I would love for more companies to get involved in making quality pencils. The more choices mm-hmm. we have, the better. Yeah, no, exactly. And and if that is the case, and hopefully it will be, then, you know, we would expect to see some more information about these pencils, like the size of the core, the size of uh, the diameter, you know, of the lead, and then a description of the lead, whether it's, you know, creamy or if it's uh, more of a hard lead, uh, how permanent uh, things. Are. I mean, there's a, a long list of things that they would be including, I would expect, in this product, just like they do with their paints. I mean, I I would expect that they would be, um, you know, talking up this product as much as they do uh, their paints or anything else. And there'd be enough marketing around it that we could actually make sense of what this really is. Uh, It's probably not a bad way to go, though, to put this out into the craft market for a little while and just to see kind of how it goes and, and see what, you know, the reception is for it. And if it's good, then perhaps, you know, they'll they'll go full steam ahead and refine the product. And that's what our hope is. I do like the way that they've colored the pencils. They're easy to see the color on the back end. The core, the main core is kind of a light gray looking color and it's very easy to read. Yeah, it is. The the name. So that part, I really am liking that. Um, Yeah, I wish the rest of these companies would uh, take a lesson from that, (laughs) do something similar because it's so hard to read. Uh, some of these pencils but yeah the way yeah. they've designed and them is really one nice. of the things going back to light pass because i know i mean these are questions i get before why would you assume the company said they're light pass why would you assume they're not because if a company tests for light pass that is a very expensive process to do right where you're not just you know sticking it in a windowsill and seeing what the, the results are but to do it right yeah they don't do that 
<laughs> yeah, they're going to brag about that. They're going to want to, yeah. if they really were light fast, that is something that a company is going to be pushing hardcore. I mean, you look at uh, the Karen Dosh Luminance, they're really big on, we're, you know, ranked a one and a two, all of them, one and a two. And that's a big selling point of those pencils. The new Light Fast Colors by Derwent, that's another big thing. They're all, you know, they let you know what they are. And even the Polychromos are extremely light fast. There's only what, I think I pulled two from my set that weren't. Yeah. And they, you know, they're marked on the pencil. A company is, that's a bragging point. That is a selling oh, yeah. point. And companies know that. So that tells me like that, Unless somebody just really screwed up and made a mistake by not coming out with this information, it just makes me think that the ratings aren't very good if they're not being open about it. Something, yeah. If they even test. And again, did they really test for the light fast when you say conforms to ASTM? That doesn't mean we tested for, I mean. Yeah, I just don't don't, I don't think that's what that means. I mean, I really don't. Um, The fact that they're saying, where is it again? that they're highly pigmented on the back of the packaging there. Um, Does it say light fast? I'm trying to find. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent light fastness. Excellent light fastness. Okay. And that's the exact same claim. So the fact that they're saying that. Yeah. That's the same way it's worded. If you look at like the Marco Refine or Marco Renoir, I forget which one is which, Mm -hmm. but um, the more expensive one, they say the same thing on their labels. Excellent light fast, great pigment. You know, it's almost like they copy and pasted from the other ones. And we know because I've talked to that company and they, they didn't do any testing. They're just claiming they're saying excellent light fast ratings. And I don't know how they get away with saying that when you didn't even test your product but that makes it, it's i don't know it leaves me this product well, left me with well, more I mean, questions I, I, when i guess i, I could see it. yeah no no i mean that's a that's a fair point but on on the other hand i mean i guess i could see how they could say something like that without doing testing and the only thing that comes to mind is that they're they know the pigments they, they've uh, already pre-selected pigments ahead of time something like that i don't know i mean could be something like that. I mean, I'm it's sure, still not but. something as an artist you want to trust. No, um, no, 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 but. no, exactly. And they still need to do the test. I mean, um, that doesn't excuse uh, them from not doing the the due diligence and yeah. testing the products uh, as they should. Now, going back sure. to LightFast ratings, let's talk about what if you are using a pencil and they're a bit suspect, but you want to try to make them last as long as possible. Um, John, you talked about spraying your work. What spray is your preference? What would you recommend people use for the spray? And where do you get your UV protecting glass? The spray that I love the most is called Lascal. And I believe that's a French term. And I'm probably messing that up big time. But uh, that's the one I, I, that I really love a lot. I've been testing a lot of different sprays though and seeing what I thought about them. Um, I usually get that one on Blick and I wait till it's on sale for about 25 bucks. But it is a little bit more on the pricier side. But one of the things that it overcomes since we're talking about this, sometimes people will be using a rather smooth paper. Uh, the one I'm thinking of in particular is some of those toned papers, the 140 pound Strathmore toned paper for, um, for mixed media. Those are so nice using colored pencil on. But one of the things that it does once in a while is if you burnish in one area, you get sort of that shine in that one area. And if you use this fixative over on top of that, it takes away that shine. Kind of like um, what you get with graphite. If you're layering graphite a whole lot and then you're using soft graphite on the top, you always get that that mirror shine coming back to you that, that nobody likes. And if you spray that, it gets rid of it. It does the same thing with colored pencil. And then I like to use museum glass to also protect my, my work. 
but it's very, very expensive. And I don't know why it hasn't dropped more than it has in the price, but there it is. I mean, that's usually what I try to do. You know, what, what I've done you? in the past for UV glass, um, I don't really have a spray I recommend. I've used a couple of different ones, but it's nothing. Yeah. I don't have enough experience with them to say, this is perfect. I love this one. Um, I think it was Krylon or something. So we know it wasn't top of the line. Yeah. But the I will say the artwork hasn't faded, but it's also behind the UV protecting glass. And what I did, I went and got a frame that I wanted, a big open frame. It was a 16 by 20 inch frame because that's the size of my mat. And had actually, no, I didn't do open frame on that back that up because apparently I don't know what I'm talking about. This one that I'm, I'm thinking about my red panda that I did, I did with Inktons. I got a, a pre-made 16 by 20 inch frame at Hobby Lobby and I removed the glass. I just had them throw it out because knowing me, I'd cut myself on it. And they cut a piece of 16 by 20. They had it there in the store at the time. They just cut the piece for me. I think it cost like an additional, I want to say, I want to say it was like $20, could have been $5. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but it was so worth it and it was easy. They did it right then and there for me and just cut it to the frame that was already on the shelf. So I didn't have to order a super expensive frame or anything like that. I just had them replace the glass in one of the frames that was already on the shelf. And that worked out real well for me. I did not get the museum, the fancy, you know, non-glare, all of it's, that stuff. It's so expensive. and I, It's beautiful, and I though. It, it's Worth beautiful. It. Yeah, I've got a few that, that I've done that way. But I mean, it's like, I, I'm not going to do that every time. It's just not, it's it's not worth doing that. Um Financially, it's yeah. Uh, kind this of a one pain. I figured was for myself. I wasn't, yeah. you know, I'm not selling it, so I'm like, I'm going the cheap way, but I still don't want it to fade. I can upgrade the glass later if I want to. But well, you're going to be smart about where you expensive. hang it, though, too. Yes, I think that's a really big thing that a lot yeah, of artists don't understand. You can't put your artwork in direct sunlight, even if you're using light fast materials. No direct sunlight, no matter what. Keep it in. You know, when they they give you the light fast ratings, what they're talking about is museum settings or mm-hmm. uh, how do they work? Museum that? conditions. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. So there's no direct sunlight in there. So even if you are using completely light fast colors, you throw that in direct sunlight and it will fade. So, you know, do know that even if use the UV protecting glass when possible, use a UV protecting spray and not direct sunlight. But if you are using like these, the Windsor Newton colors, if you've got these, if you're creating work and you love it and you want it to last, while I'm not comfortable selling work like that, sometimes you want to give it to a family member or a friend and you, you don't want it to fade on them either. So using that the glass and the sprays is a really good way to go. So I want to talk about our good friends over at In Defense of Paper. Indefensivepaper.com slash podcast is our special link where you can go over there, grab your journal or your notebook for five bucks off. And so, Lisa, I understand you got your journal finally. What do you think about it? I did. It's actually really pretty. The outside, just the way that it's it's wrapped, The mm-hmm. it's like a canvas kind of texture. On the outside, I've got the binder oh, yeah. portion is a hot pink. It's just a really, it looks pretty on my desk. But I'm liking it for, I wouldn't use it for like, drawing much as an art sketchbook because one side is dotted. But I like that for taking notes, writing down ideas, which is big for me. I like to have something here that I can write ideas down on. And the dotted lines help you to keep it nice and straight. And then the opposite side, because it does lay so flat, I'm still able, if I want to do a quick sketch over on the left-hand side, which I have a painting I'm planning right now. So it's just kind of nice to to sketch out my idea, put my notes on the other side of the things that I'm going to do. I'm really liking it for that right now, or just ideas in general when it comes to art. I, and because it, like I said, it lays so flat, I can draw on the, the, which is the backside of of the paper technically, but it doesn't have the dots. So I can draw my little sketch over there. It's just working out really nicely for me. It does make for a very nice thumbnail sketch uh, notebook as well, or just collecting your notes on whatever it is you're working on. I love it for that because of even these dotted um, 
pages, you know, they're not intrusive. And don't you love how it lays so flat? I, I love do. that part. <laughs> I do. And <laughs> it's, really it's so it's just perfect timing for me right now because I'm designing this surreal piece that includes so many different elements, a lion, um, coral, mushrooms, fish, octopus. I mean, there's so many things that I keep getting ideas on on what I want to throw in there. And I'm just writing those down on the, that dotted side of the paper. It's it's working out just oh, very cool for me. Yeah. And so these are six by eight and it's a very nice compact size, only 200 pages of this, um, this Astrolite 80 pound vellum paper. Very nice. So if you want yours, go over to indefensivepaper.com slash CP podcast, or just head on over to the show notes at sharpenedartist.com. Click the link. All right. So maybe you've tried these pencils and you'd like to weigh in. We'd like to hear about that. You can always comment in the show notes over at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, or you can join us over in Facebook. Reach out to us by email, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And this is a weekly show, so we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Sharpened Artist.